Your guess is as good as mine when it comes to this team. I'm officially just confused. I don't know which way they're going to go. Championship, flame out, I have no clue. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the games this weekend, that loss to Utah. Grant Williams on that last play. I'm blaming Malcolm Brogdon for a lot of that. That's coming up. And Jason Tatum, should he have even played? We're going to talk about it all right now Ugh. on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device. Whichever app you use, you can find Lockdown Celtics there. You can also find the show on YouTube. Hop in there, jump in the comment section, have some fun, yell at the Celtics uh, for how they played against the Jazz, or yell at other people for losing faith in the Celtics. However you want to do it, it's all there. On the Locked On YouTube page, Locked On Celtics YouTube page, I'm John Corrales, former pro. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I wrote a book, Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Get a signed copy at johncorrales.com. I got a couple of games to get to here. First of all, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users, you get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. Promo code Locked On. Celtics. Uh, we'll work in some of the conversation about the uh, win on uh, on Friday night over the Portland Trailblazers. We will uh, spend a lot more time on the more recent game, the loss to the Utah Jazz. And we will do it all with our good friend, Tom underscore NBA. Jock Jams, let's go. This is what happens when I've got my coffee here. You talk about getting caffeinated before the show. I just this is my no, this is my, my second one. So this is this is a weird this is a weird vibe, right? Because it's like during the day, um, but it's after a West Coast road game. So it's like like you know, it's like you got that that I just woke up energy, but also yep. like you know, you also just went to bed. So yes, yes, yeah. I did not sleep a lot. No, I did not I sleep. Did not either. You know, so so yeah, yeah. so we're we're sleep deprived. I'm I'm teetering on the edge of angry. Um, <laughs> I'm teetering just... on the edge of manic, thanks to my coffee. So this is gonna be yeah, that's great. So you know, <laughs> um, I haven't been able to. I haven't had my coffee with my special juice uh, in it. So that that's later. So the the takes the t- this is a, we're actually recording. It's a literally morning on Sunday. To uh, I don't think we've ever done this before. Like you texted me and you were like, "I'm t- I'm podcasting like in the morning," and I yeah. was like, "Oh yes, let's do that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I promised everybody. I know people were on Twitter. They not everybody listens to all portions of the show. I tried to tell everybody there would be no post game podcast, but I was going to get a show out early on Sunday, and this I think is going to serve as the the Sunday and Monday show. This is basically the Monday podcast dropped super super early. So. Let's get to it. Tom, I am so confused about this team now. I just don't know anymore. 
I don't. That was my piece on Boston Sports Journal where it's like, it's it's 50-50 at this point to me. Everybody's got a point. Everybody's right. Everybody's wrong. This is like Cheedy uh, when he's going through it with the chili and the peeps. He's like, you're all right, and you're all wrong, and you get A's, and you fail. And it's like, this is that's where I am. I'm having my chili peeps moment where I put the peeps in the chili pot, <laughs> and it's just all bad. <laughs> um, what's going on, man? I mean, to be the the Eleanor, I guess, in this situation is to kind of... I've always like, thought of you as an Eleanor. I, I mean, like, <laughs> easily the coolest character in the show. So, yeah. For like, sure, I, yes. Absolutely. I've often thought of myself as Eleanor, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I think... If you just got to kind of like break down each each thing on its own, right? Because I, I thought that the Celtics played in some ways probably the most encouraging way that they could have played in with the least encouraging outcomes, right? Like yeah, and yeah. all of that stuff is all very valid. Like, yeah, it's not great that the Celtics ran the same play sort of but badly like on the last possession and ended up with Grant and the ball in his hands and just – and like. Brogdon was looking at him the whole time. It looked like the play was literally run to get the ball in Grant's hands, but Derek White hadn't played the entire fourth quarter and like all this weird stuff in that final moment where it's just like, I mean, that was all pretty bad. But at the same time, I thought the ball movement was, was, has been pretty good the past two games. I thought the Celtics like, you know, battled, like, like stayed pretty attached in that like, there, there was a chance that they would get blown out right in that game. Like, you had the 19 point leader on the second night of a back to back. The Jazz come back and mm-hmm. just erase that lead in like like a blink. one and a half minutes, like just yeah, gone in the first half. It didn't take long, which is pretty normal for a first half lead in the NBA, right? Like not a, not a big deal. Um, and then the Celtics stayed attached and didn't get blown out and, and actually had a chance to win, and that's good. But then they didn't win, and that's bad because now they're in third in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, man, I guess give me some of that uh, peep chili, I guess, because yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't know. Like, a lot. Grant Williams is like the, the, the macro, like the microcosm of this, right? Because he had a great game. He was really good for almost that entire game until the final five seconds when he drove directly at Walker Kessler for absolutely no reason. And just like... I mean, if you're a Celtics fan, aren't you encouraged that Grant is hitting threes again and, and attacking closeouts effectively? Like, like even though the last play was so bad, like, I don't know. I thought I thought he had a really good game. Um, yeah. No, he had a great game. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, so. This is so. So what you're what you've described is the the Homer Simpson with the monkey paw episode where he goes in, he's it's it's a Treehouse of Horror episode. People who watch The Simpsons know. He goes in, and the owner says, take this object, but beware, it carries a horrible curse. He goes, ooh, that's bad. But it comes with a free Frogert. Oh, that's good. The Frogert <laughs> is also cursed. That's bad. You get a free choice of topping. That's good. You know, he goes back yeah, and back. Yeah. Like, so, and it's it's right. That's, that's, that's the appropriate take. Because, look, the... The back-to-back Portland to Utah is historically just a tough one yep. in the NBA. You're you're at the most northwestern point on the map. It's it's a two-hour flight, but you lose an hour because of the time zone. You're so it's sneaky. You're like, wait a minute, why? Is, how is it three a.m. already when we're walking in? You're playing in altitude, which matters. I don't know if anybody else has played 
basketball in altitude. I have. It sucks. If you're not used to it, it sucks. Um, and that's that is part of the whole thing too. So on that back to back, it kind of went exactly how most of us thought it would be. I yeah. certainly thought come out strong, build a big lead. Okay, there goes the big lead. So I was not surprised that they lost it. Third quarter, it really started to get away from them. It really and to their credit, they bounced back. I thought, oh boy. They, they were outscored at one point like 44 to 20, yep. 48, 20, some 20, 22 um, after going up 19. It was it was bad. And it just looked like, all right, this is Brooklyn kind of all over again. But they they came back. They had no Marcus Smart, no Al Horford, still no Robert Williams. Um, they got crushed on the boards, and yet they still had a chance to win. You're like, well, that's good. Yeah. You know? yeah. But then they get the they, they go two for one, which in that situation, I am okay with I'm okay with I'm getting I, I'm okay. So my my feeling is. You want to get yourself a good shot. This is the thing. You want to get yourself a good shot within that six seconds. You've called the timeout. You have an opportunity to run quick offense, boom, boom, get something good within six seconds. That's not hard to do in the NBA. Sure. You know, get the ball on the move. One thousand one, thousand two. You're at the you're at the the three point line. Run some actions, boom, boom, whatever. You you have an opportunity to get a decent shot. In a two-for-one situation, because you want to trust your defense and then say, hey, we're going to get the stop, we're going to make the shot, we're going to get the stop, and then we'll play the free-throw game. But in case we don't get the stop, we want another opportunity, right? You don't want to leave it to Lowry marketing, crazy fadeaway because he's feeling it, and now you have no time on the clock. You want to be able to call the timeout like they had with five seconds left and say, all right, let's, let's try to get it back. What I didn't like was the Tatum pull-up, okay. which yep. Joe Missoula after the game was like, I'll take that 100 times out of 100 in every game. I'm like, really? Because he's going to miss 70 times. Yeah. <laughs> the stats on are shot. pretty clear on that one. The stats show that Jason Tatum with the pull-up off the dribble three, which he's like, I'll take that any day. And he has to say that post-game. But the stats pretty clearly show that's a 30% shot, and it's probably – the worst shot on the floor. Hey, remember when I was talking about Grant Williams taking step backs? At least that is a 36% shot yeah. for like, oh, there are plenty of shots. I will take Sam Hauser contested over Jason Tatum pull up like that this season. And especially in this game, he hadn't scored in the second half. There's no reason to expect that he was going to go and have this big, big moment other than he's Jason Tatum. But you know what? I'm I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that that notion because he's not there. He hasn't earned. Well, he's Jason Tatum. He just hasn't earned that. He hasn't. And I know that the numbers, the clutch numbers, are are pretty good as far as like last second. They 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 put up the the last you know buzzer beater type numbers. Those those are are fine numbers for him. But he's not Giannis. He's not Steph. He's not KD. He's not at that level where you've earned the, well, he's, insert name, of course of course, you want him taking that shot. I don't think he's earned that. I'll, I'll give you a response in, in a second. First, I got to talk about 
Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right. It's a fun game, unlike watching the Celtics sometimes right now. This game is actually fun. And why is it fun? Well, because you are picking against projections. Prize Picks puts out their projection. You say more or less. And it could be on anything, in any sport, like literally any sport that you want out there. It's there. Uh, I see cricket listed. So if you are playing overseas or something like that, you you want to, you know, you're finding a way to play this or you just happen to be in the U.S. and love cricket. Yeah, you can play daily fantasy on prize picks with cricket. Why not? Uh, all of college basketball, all of pro basketball, WNBA, when they come up, uh, start up soon, all of that is there. You pick two to six players. You get them right, you can win up to 25 times your money on every entry. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super easy. So if you started by the time I when I was started talking, you'll be done by the time I finish talking right now. Safe and fast withdrawals, which is exactly what you want when you're putting money down on something. And it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So check out Prize Picks right now. And if you are a first-time user, go to prizepicks.com, sign up, use the promo code locked on. You get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. So if you drop a hundred dollars into your account, Prize Picks actually gives you a hundred dollars. So you win right away. Whatever you deposit, fifty, they'll give you fifty. You have to enter the promo code Locked On to sign up for an instant deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Head on over to the Locked On NBA feed. Locked On Game to Game gets you caught up on all the games in the league Monday through Friday with the local hosts, the local experts in Lockdown NBA, which I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of Lockdown Pelicans, gets you the big, big stories, the big overarching themes from the league. So check that out wherever you get your podcast. All right, Tom Westerholm, uh, I went on a little bit of a, a rant. There's a very high probability of rants today. Oh, yeah. Um, both, both sides. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the last um, few minute report is going to have a lot of rants on both oh sides. Oh, my God. Um, so... The two-for-one, I'm fine with the concept. I did not like the shot. I did not like Joe Mazzulla saying that he'd take that shot. Yeah. You, there's no creativity here. There's no misdirection. There's no nothing. There's no I, – I just settling for Jason Tatum pull-ups and, and r- drawing up every play to get Jason Tatum a shot, what what are we doing here? You know, where's Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown just hit a three-pointer to put you up four. He's been, he's been hitting. Why not get a shot for him somewhere, somehow in this? Where's the where's Tatum and Brown screening for each other? Where's some off-ball action? Where's some borrow some plays from the Warriors? Borrow some plays from somebody else where you can have Clay and Steph kind of doing things and get these guys doing something to get them both open or get the get the guy open that you want and the other guy drawing a defense. Where is all that stuff? I mean, to your point, right? Like, like right before that Jalen three. Tatum created a three for Grant Williams, which he also knocked down. Like that was a really nice play by Tatum. I, I believe it was like a, yeah. like, you know, just kind of waited for the defense to, to, to get where he wanted it to whip to pass, you know, across the court, big skip pass Williams, you know, buries the three. Like it's that great was offense. a great find. That was great, a great find. Phenomenal find. And honestly, you look up and down like Tatum's, you know, like he, he only took 12 shots. Like yeah. the jazz were trying to take him out of the game and he mostly, you know, just kind of played within the flow. Like I thought those last couple possessions were, were tough, but like generally I didn't think he forced a lot until the last like minute or two. And I think, you know, you talk about like what Tatum has earned, right? Like if he's earned like all this clutch stuff, I think the thing that he has earned is that down the stretch defenses are going to double him or, you know, like pay a lot of attention to him. Certainly. Right. Right. So 
there's that one drive he had where I, I think he kind of fumbled the ball a little bit, like not a lot was happening, but you could see, I, I think it was, you know, it was that, it was that tough kind of turnaround um, that, that like uh, that, that kind of post up Dirk shot that he took. You could see the entire jazz defense kind of looking at him, starting to starting to kind of coalesce around him so that he couldn't get an easy shot as they're all doing that. Malcolm Brogdon is walking above the break to get it like a better, like to get a little more open. And it's like, well, that that's one where the defense is about to double you. You need to be aware of that. You need to know they've been doubling, doubling you the whole game. There's going to be somebody open. And in this case, it was Brogdon who had a pretty good game before that. So, um, you know, I think what he's earned is the respect of the defense and that's an opportunity for him to take advantage of that. So it, it, it like, yeah, I think you got to make that pass too. Like you got to, he, I, I thought he did a good job of trusting his teammates at, at times. And that just has to keep, you know, keep going. And to his credit, you know, I mean, you know, he said like, okay, Grant, like, yeah, obviously like, you know, I'm, I don't have like some kind of ego. I'm not mad that Grant, you know, took that shot at the end. Um, which good. Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah that's good. Um, yeah. That's, that's, you know, you like that. But then also like, I, I do think that, you know, like those last two shots were not great looks like they were, no. they felt forced. And after a whole, after a game where it didn't feel like he forced a lot, that was like, really? You were so yeah. good before this. Yeah. I look when it comes to Tatum in this game, I think he, he clearly, he looked tired to me. He looked yeah. tired he there was there's one play I don't remember exactly where it was, uh, but it was in the second half. Early in the second half, the Jazz got a breakaway. Um, he ran down. Uh, he was a little bit behind the play, and he he. So first of all, he never quite caught up. Second of all, he didn't try to contest. He didn't try for a block shot. He just kind of ran down and fouled the guy. He and and to me that that shows me that he's tired because he was never going to get down there and make the play to contest at the rim or try some sort of chase down or try anything like that. So we we talk about Tatum, the minutes, all that he's played, and he's like, I just I just love to play. I want to play. But if you're going to play like that, if you're too tired to play and you can't play and give it your all, then you're you're actually not helping. And he, he did help in, in, cause he's, he is Jason Tatum and he is good and he is able to find guys and use his gravity. And, and he, he did set up some guys for assists and, and all of that stuff that that's all true, but he clearly was tired. He clearly wasn't himself. He didn't score for three out of the four quarters. And if, if you're, if you're going to say, I just love to play. So I'm not taking games off. Then go play. Don't take the game. He kind of sort of took plays off. He took half the game off with with the way he he took possessions off. Don't don't do that. Don't don't sit there and say I'm going to play. I want to play. I love the game. And then go and say oh I'm too tired. I can't. I can't. Uh, I'm going to save myself in this possession. That's not playing. You're not playing. Either either raise your hand and say I need to sit and play fewer minutes, or or say okay, you know what I am feeling a little bit sore. I've got some low back stiffness or something. Do that, but don't go out there and half ass half the game and pick your spots because you're tired. That's not that's not helping. That's not doing anything. You're not you're not honoring the game by doing that. 
you know, have some self-awareness and be like, I actually shouldn't have played in this game because I'm, I'm just too beat. I'd rather have the Celtics be even more shorthanded and give, you know, then you have to play Derek White in the fourth quarter. You know, then you right, have to right, do that. Right, then right. you have to, and at least, at least right. somebody, you know, there's, 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 there's a reason to, to, to play everybody. Um, it just, it just bugs me because they say a lot of things and then, then things like this happen and you're like, come on, man, do you love the game? Of course he does. Of course he yeah. loves the game. Yeah. You know, he loves to play. Yes. But understand that if you're, if you're not a hundred percent and no, I mean, nobody's a hundred percent, but if you're not, if you're not feeling good enough to go out there and play, and, and give it your all if you're going to settle and you're not going to take any free throws and, and, you know, scoreless in the second half. Like, come on, man. Like, you, just just sit that out. No one's going to be mad at you. No, I, I mean, literally, this team is built to do to, to give you that time off that you need. Like you said, like, Derek White can come in. Like, he's he's your team's best plus minus guy. Like, he like it's it's it is a huge net positive to have Derek White on the floor. Like it's not you'll be it's it's fine if you if you take that time off. You know, um, you know Malcolm Brogdon get, get, had there, there was a stretch where I thought Malcolm Brogdon was so precisely what the Celtics need him to be this year because he was picking up the scoring slack on the second night of a back to back when the like the team was shorthanded and they didn't totally have it. But here comes Brogdon just getting a bunch of buckets and kind of keeping them alive in a game they like didn't need but could really use like mm. it was it was like the perfect Malcolm Brogdon uh, moment and, and you know he stepped into it because that's he, he's talented enough to do that and I think you know that that's that's all kind of part of that right like you don't you don't have to be a superhero anymore like that's right I understand that like last year you kind of did if you were going to win a championship and you didn't win a championship so this year like let like so the, Brad Stevens stocked up like this team is much better now there's so many guys who can all play and it's fine if you just kind of like take some time off and let them hoop instead. So um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like, and, and, and you can, you can look at Tatum too. Like the, when he plays within the offense, even if he's not a hundred percent sharp, if he's feeling good, he'll get to the line 16 times like he did against the Blazers. And right. even when he's not, when he's shooting like two for 11 from three, if he's, you know, if he's rested, if he, if he's playing within the flow, he's still excellent. He's still putting up 30 points a game. So um, yeah, uh, long way of saying I agree. Yeah, that second quarter was great. The second quarter, the right, Celtics right, playing, right. The, the ball was moving. Tatum was catching it on the move. I'm watching that quarter. I'm like, oh, oh, but yes, yes, thank you, yes. I'll talk about that in just a second. First, we got to do the the Nissan Electric Player of the Weekend. This duo Player of the Weekend. It's brought to you by the all new Electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Um, you know, I did Jalen Brown as the player of the week. We, we did this on Friday as I, the answer is still Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown uh, is still the electric player of the week, but, but you know what? I'm putting a limit. There's, you can't win. You can't win three weeks in a row. Fair. Who, who are we going to pick for the electric player of the weekend? We're going to go, we're going to go Grant Williams. I, 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 I pitched Luke Cornett at you for his Luke Cornett um, for his, <laughs> his nine for 13 performance over two games. Uh, but you know, you, like, listen, I, I, you know, let's, let's take this opportunity to give it to Grant Williams and say, okay. Hey, that was an electric, that was an electric game against the jazz minus the final play, which you know what? 
I, I, okay. Not you want to talk about that? I, I like. I have some thoughts on that as well. I, like, it wasn't great, but like, I don't think it was entirely his fault. No, it wasn't. Let's, let's, even, save, yeah. let's, let's save that for a second. Let's let's yeah, talk. Yeah. Let's talk him up a little bit because yeah, I thought he was really good. This was this was a, a, really an electric performance for him, and you know the you know how stunningly powerful the three pointers can be, and he hit seven of them. Uh, if he had hit that eighth, this game would have gone the other way, and we wouldn't. The tone of this game wouldn't be. It was. The the shot that he missed that turned into what was it the Walker Kessler flagrant foul Jalen Brown yeah where and and if that wasn't a flagrant foul then you know Kessler probably would have missed both free throws because he just misses free throws yep and the Celtics maybe would have gotten the rebound yeah <laughs> they gave <up> seventeen <laughs> offensive rebounds so there's no guarantee well, yeah because because Walker Kessler would have been at the free throw line not you know not uh, rebounding yeah not yeah, rebounded, so, yeah so um. That that was that was I think the turning point for me. If if Grant had just, I mean, it's it sucks to ask him like, hey man, I wish you had hit that eighth three pointer in this game. The Why other you seven, be eight for twelve instead of seven for twelve. Come on, right? I mean, come on. Uh, but the one thing that tell that I really liked about Grant Williams there was he he didn't celebrate after any mm. of those three pointers, which. Throughout the course of the season, he had he had taken to celebrating all of them. He did that. He kind of stole Jason Tatum's like kiss three. Yeah, he he kind of stole that and and took it for himself. And he got kind of that tells me a lot. That tells me a lot right there because he I, I think he's in his own head. And I think I think one of the messages from the team had to be st- stop thinking you're you're like stop getting caught up in the. I got to celebrate. I got to do this. I got to just hit the damn three pointer. Get back on defense. We'll celebrate in the locker room afterwards. So, uh, I thought it was it was really uh, a great, ex- with one exception. Will Hardy, after he came out, uh, they had that little conversation, and you saw it on the on the broadcast. Grant was laughing. He hit that seventh three pointer. He said something to the bench, and then he missed the next one. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I'm giving Grant Williams the electric player of the game. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one electric vehicle. It's the all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the electric vehicle for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is having their big Built Bar math madness march madness uh event going on uh, i'm going salted caramel if you uh want to vote at builtmarchmadness.com you can pick yours and see how they go when you vote for your favorite bar or puff the you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on celtics listeners or locked on listeners will get a free box of built that's pretty cool not only that one of you We'll win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. Boy, they really challenge us with us with that alliterative stuff. Built's best bars. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, you're amazing. They're amazing. They're all low sugar, high carbs, and uh, really covered in 100% chocolate, real chocolate. So. Go on over to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff. Pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in. Support your pick. <clears throat> All right, Tom, let's let's talk about that final play. 
because it was supposed to be a dribble handoff to Jason Tatum. Of course, to Jason Tatum, not to Jalen Brown, who, as I said earlier, deserves it. Earlier this season, everything, it, it, the, the first two or three late game situations, it was Tatum as the decoy, Jalen as the final shot taker. He banked one in, that big, crazy three-pointer from like the hash mark. Forget what game that was. He missed a couple of them. I wonder if that was just like the audition. And and Joe's like, yeah, okay, you had your chance. You haven't really done anything with it. Now we're going to JT with this one play, this one play with Tatum way in the back and, and running up. I didn't see Tatum running up in mm-hmm. this play. I didn't, I didn't see Malcolm Brogdon, who was inbounding, do much either after he inbounded the ball. He was still it's- out of bounds when the shot got blocked, yeah. Yeah. So, like, okay, the play was drawn up to Grant to get for Brent for Grant to get the ball. He, they switch. He has uh, Lowry Markinen topside, and so he's like, okay. In that moment, I can see him saying, "Well, I'm not. I'm certainly not going that way to do the dribble handoff. So now I've got to do something else." Now I'm not normally putting the ball in Grant's hands there. Uh, But he's the one who got it, and he decided to make a play. Is that the play I would have preferred? No. Um, I'm not sure how much I actually blame Grant for that. I agree. You know, like I remember one time uh, playing in college, I I threw a bounce pass from the, the, like the top of the key to our our point guard who was driving baseline. He got blocked. Coach yelled at me. I was like, I didn't get blocked. He's like, yeah, but you put that guy in that situation. You put him in the situation where he was going to get blocked. You got to know who you're giving the ball to and where. And that, and that's, you know, it's a strong lesson because you're like, yes, he's open. And if, if, if the guard, if a person's going to be open in a certain spot or if he's going to be put in that position to make a play, you have to understand what the possibilities are. And so I'm, I'm certainly not absolving Grant of the blame, but you put him in a position there and he's going to kind of, you know, with five seconds left, if he doesn't see the option right away, then I, I kind of am not surprised at the, at the way the things played out. Yeah, no, I, I, I agreed. And then like, when you look at how everything kind of broke down around that, right? Like, I mean, Jalen slipped, so he yes. wasn't really an option. Yeah. Um, like Markinen, the guy, you know, who was who, who kind of switched up on Grant when when Grant drove toward Kessler, Markinen was fading toward the corner to kind of cut off that passing lane to Sam Hauser. And like you said, Tatum still in the backcourt, like never really made much of a move. It took, took like a couple steps. And then Brogdon still standing out of bounds. Like like you, it was interesting watching Grant talk post game because he's kind of like, you know, I get he's like, there wasn't really an avenue, you know, for me to, to improve that. And then you could see him kind of thinking to himself and then being like, I could have shot a floater or I could have tried to yeah. get it to Sam. And it's like you can see him like trying to process the play even still. Right. Like because it was a that was that was a lot to process. That's not like, a, you know, and I mean, he's an NBA player who, who studies the game a lot. Like, you know, obviously he, he he you're expected to have some understanding of that. But. I mean, it's just that that play just broke down very quickly and like very thoroughly. Uh, I didn't I didn't think that there was much there for anybody, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, like I can't 
you know, like you, you hate to you hate to really harp on Grant after that one because like you know that that five seconds it, it was it was ugly. Um, but the you know forty seven minutes and fifty five seconds before that were all good. And I don't know how much blame Grant even deserves for this one. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put the play up on YouTube. Yeah. So and I'm gonna talk it through for the people. So they they are switching very obviously switching. So when Grant gets the ball. He 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 comes up. The, what's not on this version is Grant starts low on the baseline, and he looks like he's going to go set a screen for Jalen Brown. So it seems like it's a decoy screen, decoy. I'm going to go screen for for Tatum, and then he cuts back, and he's going to get the ball. But so he, he, he and of course, notably, um, Lowry Marketing is doing is not guarding the inbounder at all. Like, right. Yeah. So they have somebody at the rim, yep. which is br- so now that you that tells you, hey, now you should you should see that when I'm going to rewind when Grant is running up the floor, he is looking at the ball. He's like, okay, you should process there. No, there's nobody guarding Malcolm Brogdon. So okay, I catch the ball here. I've got to make a play. How about you pivot, turn around. And now, now you got to put it on Brogdon. Why are you standing out of bounds? Step in, step into the the three point line. Like Tatum, Tatum has Tatum has barely moved. Jalen at this point, if you're watching on the YouTube, has slipped and is look looks like a down lineman with one hand on the ground. Malcolm Brogdon is standing out of bounds, and only the only other guy that's doing anything to help, and I'm absolving Jalen because he slips. Yep, is Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser is doing his job kind of like ready in the corner to catch that and shoot. But Brogdon, Brogdon hasn't stepped in. That, that should be Grant catch, stop. You, you know, you've got five seconds left. Pivot. He, he, went to, he did go too fast for sure. He did go too fast. Catch the ball here. Okay, so I know I've got a guy on my right hip. I know I've got this guy here, Kelly Olenek. Take one dribble the other way out to the elbow, turn, give it to Brogdon who should be stepping in. And if Brogdon catches the ball out of bounds, then everybody would have to yell at Brogdon for being still out of bounds at that point. Like, what are you doing? The whole play, he has never stepped in bounds at all. Yeah. And, I mean, okay, Two things about that. One, Grant never Grant never looks back at Brogdon, to be clear. So it's not No, like- no, he didn't. He should. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Um, also, Brogdon should be in bounds. Like, th- like those two, you know, not not a great interaction there. I also like if if you're gonna have Grant in there, the thing that he's done really well all game. I mean, he's attacked a couple of closeouts, but the the thing that he has done really well all game is space the floor. I, I mean, like, why not have Derek White on the floor here to make quick decisions to to process yeah. the game at the level that Derek White processes the game at? Like, like. Like you're putting Grant in a tough position here by asking him to make a really difficult read um, at a crucial time in the game. Like, and I don't think Grant made the right read by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I just think other players might've been better suited. Cause I mean, Grant talked after the game. He's like, yeah, I tried to get, you know, Kessler to commit a foul. Cause I felt like I should at least get a shot up. And it's like, what that shows me is that you, you attacked the best shot blocker on the floor and you did it. Like you felt like you had to get a shot up when there were like still five seconds. Like you, you, like you know, by the time you're slowing it down here, he had at least three seconds 
like 3.5 yeah. maybe when he was going up for the shot. That's enough time to pass and shoot. That's definitely enough time to pass, make a move and shoot. Yeah, so, that's that's a lot of time. But and then and, yeah, but I just why wasn't that Derek White making those decisions? No, right. Um also if if Malcolm Brogdon had stepped in, I'm just going to say and I'm not sure this would have made any difference, but however, you're just looking at possibilities. Inbound to Grant, everything stays the same except at this point here Grant power dribble, right? One, yeah, two. One. Grant William. I mean, uh, Malcolm Huge Brogdon. jump stop directly into yeah. where Walker Kessler can block you. Right. So <laughs> not only, so now he's he's kind of stuck. And as as Walker Kessler, you can just kind of wait. But if Brog, Brogdon should be out by the Vivint Arena logo at that point. He should be somewhere in that spot. Okay? Because your job as a shooter now is to give this guy an outlet. So Grant is on the right block. Walker Kessler is on his, you know, right in front of him. Kelly Olynyk is to his right, off his right shoulder. And he knows that uh, Larry Markkinen is behind him. So Malcolm Brogdon should, at the very least, be at the right slot, yep. ready to give Grant an option. So Grant doesn't take the option. All right, boom, he gets blocked. The ball goes, it, it, look at where the ball just drops. Yeah. yeah. You know, Malcolm Brogdon, if he was in the right spot, could have gotten to that ball probably with 1.3 seconds left and at least a chance to take one dribble and go up with even a if, shot. even if you just hoist it, like even that, like even that. Get something going, like get <laughs> throw the ball at the hoop get, in some right. way. <laughs> that and that's desperation. Yeah. That's desperation. Yeah, yeah. However, Malcolm Brogdon should have been in that spot. You put yourself in that spot to help. First of all, he didn't help Grant Williams. Yep. So Tatum didn't help Grant Williams. He wasn't in the best position. Jalen couldn't help Grant Williams because he had slipped. Malcolm Brogdon didn't help Grant Williams because he just stood out of bounds, which is lazy. That is a lazy play. And then on top of it, and this is almost like a – I always say the basketball gods. I don't believe that some divine thing pushed the ball in that direction. But holy crap, man. That's that's almost divine. He's like, hey, you know what? We're going to highlight this. We're just going to have the ball kind of like move towards the spot where where Brogdon should have been. And just to highlight the fact that, hey, Malcolm, Malcolm should be getting a ton of heat for that play. In fact, he should be getting more heat for that play than Grant. But yeah. Joe Mazzulla should be getting more heat because I would have had Brogdon setting the pick and Derek White inbounding. Mm. And that would um yeah. yeah that i think that would have been a better a better situation yeah i i agree with that i also think there was a play shortly before that where uh, i think it was the market in three that uh that cut the lead um I, I that was grant called it a miscommunication after the game if you go back and watch that one it was i i've watched it about a hundred times i think i think Brogdon was at fault for that one too. Like it was a bad switch that that Grant read correctly, and Brogdon was supposed to go out on marketing. Yeah. Um. You know, like it was not. You know, I, I thought, like I said, I thought Brogdon kind of keeping the Celtics in it was exactly what they needed. I did think that there were two plays down the stretch from Brogdon where it was just like, yeah, like you said, the, the ball's bouncing right where you should be. And yeah, uh, yeah, I think the switch was similar that way. Well, that's tough. It's just tough. you know, I think Brogdon. Brogdon, for all of his great things that he's done, every once in a while he just kind of like when he when he doesn't have a good game, he he has a bad game. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't have a mm -hmm. mediocre game. And then he 
when he kind of takes a play off, he, he, you know, like he, he, he's hot or cold, I guess is the way, the way I could put it mostly hot, but when it's cold, it's cold, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's not like he sort of messes up. He just kind of stopped. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there, there's a lot there at play. What, what you didn't have in that, in that final play is options. Right. Is, I think if you're going to get on Joe Missoula's, you didn't have options and okay. You want to go with that lineup? Fine. Grant was out there. He, you know, he's been hot. He earned that spot out there. Fine. But what you didn't have was something that gave you a, okay, they blew this up. Where do I go next? And you're just relying on, um, you're just relying on Jalen to get free. Yeah. And then when that happens, when he slips, like now you got nothing. So, um, Joe Missoula definitely needs to add some creativity to his bag. He needs to get into his bag. He's been pretty good, I think, out of timeouts. Yeah. And, and he, he, I think he yeah. runs a pretty good offense, but I don't know. I don't know why, why they just keep going to this one play or variations of this one play, um, down the stretch. Um, uh, quickly, I will say the Portland game was a good win. I yeah. thought that was a good win. They fought this. What that wasn't a typical kind of like that was that was a a, a, a team that is has a winning record at home, playing well. Damian Lillard punching them uh, with a huge punch in the fourth quarter, and them finding a way to win. I thought that I thought that was a good win. Um, unfortunately, the Celtics are now three and two on this trip. And now facing the Sacramento Kings, who we have to take seriously. It's, oh, yes. it's, it's not in our nature to say we have to take the Sacramento Kings seriously, but the, the Celtics have fallen to percentage points behind the Sixers, and they they missed an opportunity here. Okay, the Houston loss sucked, but the 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 Pacers did the Celtics a favor beating Milwaukee. Yeah. And if the Celtics had pulled this out, they would have been uh what a game behind the bucks yeah game and yeah. a half game yeah yeah a game and a half i think game and a half but yeah no they were 1.5 they lost they went down to 2 right right they and they would have gone up to 1 right right yep yep which would have been fine if you just stayed there until march 30th and then you yeah. played them so nothing's nothing's done nothing's wrapped up yet but you know i thought after a good win a solid win where i thought the celtics fought and and played well um uh, against Portland. This is a and that granted shorthand and all that stuff. It's just disappointing how it ends. Um the inability to grab rebounds. Um it's it's just it feels like I mean is it just as simple Tom as well when Robert Williams comes back that that fixes a lot and you just get it it just all hinges on Robert Williams now. Well, I mean, and look, Al Horford was out too, right? Like, so that sure, yeah. the, the, uh, the rebounding thing, I mean, you know, it wasn't great, but at the same time, it's like you didn't have either of your, you know, starting and rotation bigs. So that matters, certainly. I mean, I think when you look at this road trip, right, if, if they can beat the Kings and go four and two on this road trip, and one of the losses was a trap game that they definitely should have won, and one of the losses was a half-decent performance against a – you know, like pretty good jazz team that kind of felt like it got ruined in the last minute. I mean, 
you know, four and two when those are your two losses. And, and one of the losses is the second night of a back-to-back where you're super shorthanded and you don't have your starting point guard and you don't have either of your starting bigs. I mean, that's that's a half-decent road trip. Like, it's not bad if, if they if they can beat the Kings. Right. And, and even so, you know, this is what happens when, when, you know, the other teams in your, you know, in your conference get hot, right? Milwaukee got super hot. They, you know, have, uh, and, and so they've got this lead. The Sixers are super hot right now. I think they've won what, like eight in a row, um, something like that. Like they, you know, they've been playing great. So yeah, like it's it's a uh, your, your lead gets trimmed. So it, it's one of those where it's like the the road trip itself has a chance to end up pretty good, and the Celtics could still lose some ground. And you know, I yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like we were talking about at the beginning. There's like, hey, you're you're playing pretty well, but you're still losing ground. But yeah, you're making progress, but you're in third now. <laughs> like it's you know, yeah, you yeah. Drive yourself no, in circles. It's I mean, like who who saw the the Sixers winning nine out of ten, <laughs> right? Right, in a hard part of their schedule. Right, right. You know, and and you know, credit to them. They they've done Absolutely. what they had to do. I wrote I I literally I wrote them off. I literally wrote the Sixers are not getting the the second seed now because they have a hard schedule coming up. The Celtics are cruising. They're winning seventy percent of their games, and the Sixers are going to basically have to be perfect. And they've basically been perfect. Okay. And the Celtics yeah. have been 500. So the Celtics, you know, did it to themselves. They controlled their own destiny. They did it to themselves. And what, what you can't do is put yourself in a position where bad luck can, can hurt you. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the problem. You've got to take care of the things. They talk about controlling the controllables all the time. They talk about that all the time. And... When when you're when you don't do that, you put yourself in a position to be down a few guys and and fail to close. Uh, you put yourself in a position to have a stinker against a bad team and have them actually pull. You 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 know you put yourself in a position where another team can make a run and you be like you know an unexpected run. And you, you all of a sudden, a couple of, like you said, a couple of bad days put you in third place. You, you had games where you could have controlled. You could have controlled that Brooklyn game. You could have controlled the New York game. You didn't. And now you find yourself in this spot. So instead of the Celtics, if they had just done what they're supposed to do against Brooklyn and New York, where they had those big late leads, um, and, and those were very clearly bad losses, yeah. they'd be 51 and 21 right now so they would be uh percent i think maybe percentage points behind the bucks but essentially one more win and one more loss than the bucks they'd be right there and so no one would really be saying much right now but the unfortunate part is they look like they did at the beginning of last year this is such a poorly timed kind of funk and i'm i come out of this with still the same level of confusion about this team i don't know if they're going to win a championship and I don't know if they're going to flame out in the first round or second round. And I can't make a solid argument against each. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you if you look at like like you said, they look like they did last year, at which point they were not really they were not contenders at the start of last season. Oh. Like they had to change some things around. Um, and, you know, at the same time, you could say, look at all their playoff experience. They know how to win in the playoffs and the playoffs are all about matchups anyway. And we know how they match up with the Sixers and we know how they can, you know, how they can match up against the Bucks. And, you know, we know how the, you know, the Western conference, you know, might or might not be like it, you know, you, 
like you said, you could talk yourself either way. Um, it's a, yeah, it's, especially when you've had a lot of coffee and it's a morning podcast. You yeah. Can really, you can really wrap yourself around it. I need more coffee. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Which means it's the end of the podcast. Yeah, we got to stop. The podcast only lasted as long as the coffee did. And it's at this point, 12, uh, 12.30, just past noon. I got I to get more. I can't. <laughs> I, and I, you know, they, they still don't make it in an IV. And so can't mainline my caffeine. So I got to go buy some more. Yeah. With that, Tom, thanks for hopping on, buddy. Appreciate you, man. All right, this is the Monday podcast, so I'm dropping it early. It's dropping Sunday afternoon. We went a little long, so if you want to consider it the Sunday and Monday podcast, listen to half of it, then listen to the other half on your ride to work on Monday or whatever. Gave you a little something extra. So the next podcast will drop at its normal time for Tuesday. That means Monday evening. I will have a new podcast for you uh, that will release late Monday into Tuesday morning. So that's the schedule. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, Hope you've enjoyed it more than the Celtics uh, the last couple of weeks. If you're not a subscriber at this point, I hope you're finding the show fun enough where you can go subscribe. Hop onto the YouTube page. uh, Get into that comment section. Join a, a lot of Celtics fans who are in there talking about the game, the team, the podcast. And if you are a subscriber, I'd love it if you shared the podcast, tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.